good to have you. Good to have you. Bill Michael show today. I, I, I do got to let you know, for those that may be listening over the air and maybe you pay attention on the, uh, the live stream quite a bit, no live stream today. Some technical issues, uh, really not technical issues, the, uh, the piece of equipment we used to live stream. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> when the bellman was putting the bags in the car, he dropped it. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, no! it's, it's, yeah, it's not good. So my apologies. I hope to have uh, this fixed or rigged, shall we say, by tomorrow. But I, there was no place open last night that I could go out and get the uh, the proper cords, maybe to kind of bypass some things. But until the new piece of equipment arrives, which is Wednesday night or Thursday, uh, we might be without the live stream. So, yeah, he apologized all over himself. But when he dropped it, he said, oh, that's not important, is it? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty important. <laughs> that's pretty important. Packers get a win, though. That's important. Why? Because at least for a brief period of time, it keeps hope alive. Packers 28-19. They get a win over the uh, over the Chicago Bears. Held the Bears to only three points in the second half of that contest while putting up 18 of their own to get themselves a win. And as of today, now, I don't know if you saw this. Ben, did you wake up today and see the, uh, the NFL? They started posting certain things, and Sunday Night Football was posting certain things, and it said, and it, because I saw a picture of Justin Fields and the Bears and the Bears logo, and I'm like, what is this? And I looked. And it said, eliminated. The Bears have been eliminated from postseason play at the hands of the Green Bay Packers. So not only did the Packers get a win, but the Packers then eliminated, eliminated the Chicago Bears in doing so. Bears, 3-10. and 10. The Rams sitting at 3-9 and nine right now. And only uh, one loss better than the Bears. And you got the Green Bay Packers still behind the Falcons, but they're tied with the Falcons. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the Falcons win the tiebreaker over the strength of schedule, strength of victory, I should say. However, what you're doing now is you're starting to set your sights on the teams that are ahead of you. And, you know, and if by chance it can happen that the Green Bay Packers can string some wins together, they can thrust themselves back into it. I know it's not a popular subject. I get it. I declare this season over. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it is the one of the longest of long shots for them to get into the postseason. I understand all of that. And I got people that were angry. Why are you even talking uh, about this team making it to the playoffs? They're not going to. I, I would agree with that. They're probably not going to. But you still have to bring the, the, the obviousness of here's what the facts are to the broadcast. You can't just ignore it. So there's still a little bit of hope alive. How you doing today, Ben Kenny? I'm good. Happy Monday. Uh, fun weekend. Conference championship weekend delivered. Some college football craziness going on right now. But it, it was good. It was, I mean, the Bears-Packers game, like, yeah, there were things in it that kind of showed us what we've seen all season with fields running and the defense missing tackles. But to come away with the win and how they did it and another Christian Watson impressive touchdown, I, at least it's a day where we can enjoy the win, albeit the season still doesn't have much promise. I, I, I think this is right. a, it's a Monday that delivers in many ways. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm going to read you a tweet that was sent to me today, and you tell me if it's uh, – give, give me your thoughts when you hear it, okay? And everybody, uh, everybody, you can call in and all that kind of stuff. So I had put a post out yesterday. There was uh, – 
Somebody had said, does the commanders and the Giants tying hurt or help the Packers? And I said, it really kind of hurts them because it's one less loss in that column. And there was a couple of people that said, no, it doesn't matter. It's a half a loss. No, it's not. It's if, if you come down to a team that is uh, 10, 6, and 1 versus a team that is 10 and 7, the team 10, 6, and 1 gets into the playoffs. It hurts you. It doesn't help you if you have nothing but wins and losses along the way. Oh, it's half a win. It's it's, base, a true, yeah, it's not half a loss. It's a half a win. Glass half full situation. Right. So uh, so I just said this is what it is, and you were kind of hoping that the commanders would lose because they have more losses stacked up than the, the, New, England, or the uh, New York Giants do. So if you're trying to get in to get that, that last spot, you're kind of hoping it's the commanders that fall below you then rather than the Giants because the Giants, not only do they have tiebreakers, but they've got less losses right now. So anyway. It's a whole math thing. Anyway, uh, this guy, Jason Mortensen, tweets me angrily and says, just effing stop it. It's not about the postseason. It's about the draft picks, period. What does it matter being in the middle of the road football team, and what does it get you? And this guy is a guy with the old school logo for his Twitter account, okay? I mean, the old school Green Bay Packer logo. This guy's a Packers fan, right? So I and I, I kind of thought about now this happened a little while ago, but I kind of thought about that. And I, I think most Packers fans are smart. They're realistic. They have an understanding of what it is and where it is they are right now. I get all of that. No problem. I, I understand that. However, are you to the point where you don't want to see him win. You don't want Rodgers to be successful. You want Rodgers to move on. You want to bring on the love. I mean, all of that stuff, is that where you're at? I mean, because some people seem to be. Others are like, hey, it, you know, like I said, and I, I, I'll say it again, if the Green Bay Packers should, by chance, by chance, make it into the postseason, okay? I'm just, if if it should happen, I don't think it will, but if it should happen, they got a bad Rams team coming in on for Sunday night football. Okay? That's the next game they play. They got a bye week coming up, a much needed bye week. Let's say they go away. Rogers' thumb gets really healthy. He's feeling really good. The bye week rejuvenates a few guys. They get some guys back. Suddenly Dobbs is back and all, you know, all these guys start to come back or at least this team starts to feel a little bit better about itself. You get a win over the Rams, you're not eliminated. Let's and if you watch the Dolphins and Tua, Tua looked bad yesterday against San Francisco, and Jimmy G goes down with a season-ending broken foot. That's a whole other story in the NFL. They get they. I, I can't remember the guy's name they brought in. I oh, couldn't even remember Brock Purdy. Purdy, that's it. Thank Mr. you very much, Mister Irrelevant, Iowa State yes. legend. The very last person drafted a few years back, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Went 25 of 37 for 210 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Had one pick. But you talk about a guy that stepped. Did he not look like he was, and I'm not going to use like Joe Burrow, but he just, he looked like he was in command, man. He was blowing, the, he was doing the guns with the fingers, blowing off the fingers after throwing a touchdown pass like a six-shooter. I was like, wow, this guy's Mr. Irrelevant. He comes in and just takes over for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and not only d- does he look good, they get a pretty convincing win, 33-17 yesterday, and made Tua look bad in doing so. Now, that defense makes a lot of people look bad but because that's the number one defense in the league. 
But nevertheless, they made Tua look bad. So, okay, my point is, so let's just say you get a win. Uh, did I say Sunday night football? It's Monday night football is when they play. The next time they play is on Monday night. So I, I, let's say they get a win over the Rams. Let's say they get a win over the Dolphins. You got two games left. You you got the both of them in your division. You got the revenge factor on the Vikings, right? Vikings coming into Lambeau Field. Vikings probably won't have much to play for other than seeding at that point. Can you get the Vikings? Can you nip the Lions at home? Can you get so you would in essence be a five straight win team after the bye, getting it together. And really, in reality, probably be one of the hottest teams in football going into the postseason. Now, do I think they're going to a Super Bowl? Hell no. But you don't know what could happen. That's the best case scenario. Right? Remember when they had the win the last two? They had to beat the Giants. They had to beat the Bears to get into the postseason. And then the Bears said, oh, yeah, we let you win. But they really didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. Charles Woodson's not walking through that door. Cullen Jenkins ain't walking through that door. Ryan Pickett, B.J. Raji, Clay Matthews, you know, uh, A.J. Hawk in his heyday, Nick Collins, they're not walking through that door. I get it. This is still a Joe Barry-led defense. But you never know. Maybe they get hot at the right time and at least give us a little more enjoyment. And as Dan just puts it, sending me an email, says, can, can you please stop? We want a high draft choice, and it's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Why in the F don't you get that? Well, first of all, I don't think you're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is going to be around next year. I, I really kind of believe that. I shouldn't say I kind of. I really believe that. I could end up being wrong. Something could happen. They could trade him away. Who knows? But I believe that. And let me ask you this. What is the necessity for fans to see Jordan Love? Don't you think... Behind closed doors, they know what they have in Jordan Love. Two series does not a career make. I don't know if he's good or bad. They know if he's good or bad. Certainly you'd like to see maybe something out of him. I still think you're going to get that opportunity. But while there's a possibility, don't you want to just hang on a little bit? Or is it so much so that if you're not going to win a Super Bowl, to hell with it? I don't want. I don't want to be there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Give us a shout. Where are you on that spectrum right now? Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us uh, over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels over on the Facebook fan page, go to Facebook dot com, and you can hit us up there at the Bill Michaels Show. And again, I apologize, no live stream today. We're going to try to get it back, hopefully by tomorrow, but uh, it could possibly be as late as Thursday before it comes back. But we'll get it back. Don't worry. I mean, I can put the video up, but there's really not much to hear. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. But give us a shout. Uh, I would love to know where you're kind of at, what your thought process is right now in all of this, thinking in all of this. Uh, so then you've also got, uh, boy, a lot of broken news coming out about Jim Leonard. You heard that Graham Mertz is going into the transfer portal. I'll pause for a minute while a lot of people have Badgers fans kind of cheer. 
Okay, there we go. Uh, so he's going to the transfer portal. Luke Fickle doesn't know to what depth he is going to be coaching in the bowl game, but he's going to be coaching a bowl game. You saw the upsets, USC and such. You saw the upsets over the weekend. Ben, did you have a good college football weekend? Oh, uh, it, it always delivers. That's always one of my favorite weekends. And I did pick Utah. I did pick K-State. We, so. did, we did pick Utah. Yes, it was it was awesome to see a soft like Charmin soft USC defense get shredded. And mm-hmm. now all that makes me think about is okay, USC comes to Madison late November. Uh, Wisconsin's got a tough team and USC just gets absolutely pounded into the ground because they're soft. Right. That's what I was thinking about. But yes, it was it was amazing. I think the playoff committee got it right and I'm excited for bowl season. I so wanted so did you, by the way, did you see, I mean, I didn't get a chance to hear it live because I know they were doing it yesterday when we were we were on the air. Did did you hear Nick Saban kind of pleading to get in? Oh, during every game. It, it was such an abomination. He even came on during halftime of the Big Ten Championship on Fox campaigning as an SEC guy. I, I cannot believe Fox let, I, I, let him do that. Yeah. And it, it was a joke. I, the arguments he was making were poor, but... I, this points to the 12-team playoff. He'll make it anyway in those years, and then they'll be good, and they'll win. Yeah. And it stinks. It was uh, – it was, I, and I do give you credit. You picked K-State. You said K-State will upset TCU. I did give you credit there. Uh, I thought it would be interesting. I didn't know Clemson had that in them. Uh, Clemson did a hell of a job beating up on North Carolina. Uh, I even sat down uh, and watched the American Athletic Conference Championship. Yes. We were out on Saturday night. Uh, I even watched that. Tulane. We had a great time Saturday, by the way. And if you haven't seen the pictures already, I highly recommend it. Go over to the Facebook fan page. Uh, we had such a great time. They had a pop-up Christmas bar. And it's called the uh, it's the, called the Nutcracker Pop-up Bar and Hotel. And oh my God, it was the it was the old Mike Ditka Steakhouse, which did not survive COVID. So the steakhouse has been empty, and all the all the furniture was gone. There's nothing left in it, but the wall decor is still there. What they did was, and I don't even know, they did it with staples and, and strings of lights. They put in, they must have put in a million lights in an upstairs, downstairs, like a three-room area. And it's just blasting, thumping club Christmas music. Uh, this chef gives like charcuterie boards of different cheeses and meats and such. And then a donut and cookie charcuterie board. They have all these different uh, special cocktails of peppermint drinks and eggnog drinks and hot chocolate drinks and and you can get the you know your normal drinks if you want but they have all these different specialty drinks i'm not a fan of ginger by any stretch of the imagination ginger drinks just don't do it for me Ugh, we did a we did a flight and uh, the ginger drink you either got to like ginger or you don't uh and then you can sit in these big plush couches like you're sitting on you know like a, a sleigh of santa or they have these giant giant ornaments that are carved out plastic seats, so you're sitting in ornaments. It was the coolest thing uh, down there. And so we went over to Pizzeria Du, uh, and where we always love to go. Go downstairs, you're subterranean, so to speak, in one of those old brownstone buildings. You're downstairs at the bar, small bar, the ceiling's real low. And Hector, who is the uh, the bartender, been there 23 years. Go in and see him all the time. You get the personal pizza. You get a meatball. You get some drinks, cocktails, whatever. He's really good at making margaritas. So we had a couple margaritas. Then we Ubered over to the Nutcracker. I mean, what a what a great weekend! And then to go into that absolutely abomin absolute abomination of a stadium, 
which gets worse every year. And to, to, to go into that craptastic place uh, and then watch the uh, Green Bay Packers not only get a win to be the all-time winningest team as of right now, but then to watch them eliminate the Chicago Bears, do the postgame show, and say, hey, what a great weekend. It was just a, just a fun, festive, great weekend. The one thing I will say, and I've said this before, I'll say it again about Chicago, when you go down there, uh, plan on getting a contact buzz because everybody smokes pot down there. I mean, everybody. It is just, it's just, there's, it's the stench, the stench is everywhere. Ben, when you go to Chicago, do you not smell that everywhere? I have, I grew up in a, in a city where uh, that probably also takes place. So I think I've just grown (laughs) accustomed to it. Oh my goodness. It is everywhere, everywhere. So uh, anyway, we were in uh, the uh, the the eat, drinking the eggnog, uh, what they call the dirty eggnog, which has got some whiskeys in it, and sip it with whipped cream and everything on it. We're sipping the eggnog, getting the contact buzz from the group of girls. That's the other thing. Uh, I don't know what happened between the two, and I don't want to do the old back in my day because I don't want to sound like an old guy. Oh. But there was always something to be said for really hot girls, good jeans, heels dress shirts, sweaters, or dresses, it's like just throw the rules out the window. They had um, Michigan State had a group of sorority and fraternity uh, people in our hotel. And I don't know specifically what the event was for, but there was some colleges that were there. And anybody that was anywhere from the age of 19 to 25 was in our hotel. And... The, how do I put this cleanly? The girls might as well not wear anything. It, it was at the pop-up bar and everything. It just might as not wear, it's like dresses that don't even go down past your hips. The cool thing now is to wear the dress to where like it comes half over your ass and everything else shows and then your G-string is part of your outfit now and it's all blinged out. That I, We're sitting there like, are you kidding me? You know, there's like no imagination anymore. It's just like, here it is. We're throwing it out there, talking a little bit. That's what it is. It was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of an eye-opener. And as I'm sitting there with Kristen and I at the bar with Mike Clemens, and Mike's like, oh, give me a minute. <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's a little bit of a different culture, so to speak. 877-867-1670. So what camp are you in? The camp of, hey, they got to win. They're the all-time winningest franchise. They eliminated the Chicago Bears. Hope is still alive. Rest up and let's see what happens. Or are you of the camp of, I hope they lose. I want to see Jordan Love. I want a higher draft pick. Screw this. It's over. What side of that are you falling on right now? 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's Monday, and we're glad you're on board. Welcome back to Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, the ICHC.net, ICHC 
Net, and uh, they had a spectacular weekend. Uh, Rory Makeham was there uh, on Friday, and I heard it was fantastic. And you're not, that's okay if you missed it. You've got Christmas O'Carolin featuring the Reverie Road uh, group. Uh, they're going to be there on December 18th. Go to ICHC.net, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, uh, right there on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. Uh, just a be- I heard it was a beautiful, beautiful concert by uh, Rory Makeham. Uh, and now you've got a chance to get back down and catch another one in Reverie Road. Christmas O'Carolin, which uh, if you don't get the Christmas spirit doing that, I don't know what you do. My grandmother, was uh, her last name was Delbrugge. And she was just hardcore Irish Catholic, hardcore. And we used to hear all of the Christmas carols, but all in Irish uh, um, um, dialect, so to speak, when I would go over to her house growing up as a kid. She was really big into all the other you know, Christmas music stuff, too, Nat King Cole and all that stuff. But uh, she would play a lot of Irish Christmas music and kind of takes me back. So if you're looking for something really good to do and put you into the holiday spirit, uh, go to ICHC.net or call them for tickets. Uh, there are some tickets available, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. That's ICHC.net, ICHC.net, or 414-345-8800. That's the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Um, well, Packers get a win, so people are excited. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you've got the Badgers. Uh, they're going to be heading off to a bowl game, the Guarantee Rate Bowl. Benny, excited about the Guarantee Rate Bowl? Well, yes. There are many exciting angles. Luke Fickle will be the head coach. We don't Correct. know if Jim Leonard's staying, despite what was reported initially. And yeah, so let, let, let's go back to that, because originally it was reported that he's staying and he's going to take over as the defensive coordinator. They weren't really sure total of what his role was going to be, but that's what it was. Yes. And then it was like, no, wait a minute, Luke Fickle put the, the clamps on that and said, no, there's nothing's been determined yet. What the hell happened? Well... Luke Fickle did a press conference yesterday talking about the bowl game, and they asked him if Jim Leonard had decided yet on returning. And Fickle said, and this was assumed, that he had offered Jim Leonard the defensive coordinator job, that if he wants to stay, he can. But he said Leonard had not decided yet. What was reported on Saturday by the Journal Sentinel, I believe, was that um, Leonard had decided to come back and was going to tell the team. And I don't believe that has happened yet. So. Yeah, I, uh, I, and, and, you know, I was in Chicago, so I saw the headline. I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, when I saw the headline, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, Jim Leonard's going to stay. Uh, a lot of people had said he really. Now, I will say this. Um, there is someone I know, and, and I texted you this. I said, there's somebody I know who knows Jim Leonard's dad real well. And um, so long story short, this, this friend of mine uh, got a hold of me and said, hey, this isn't true. He hasn't decided yet. And I said, okay, just let me know, you know, keep me informed. I said, but it's either way, it's, I mean, it's great news if he decides to stay. And it just is validation that everything we've heard about him loving the area, wanting to be in Madison, wanting to stay, wanting to be a part of the Badger program. Okay, great. So I texted him back and I said, hey, is this, you know, did he get blindsided? He's like, yeah, he did get blindsided by this. Because uh, everybody thought that he had the job, but he hasn't made a decision. I said, okay. Well, then I kept seeing the headline, you know, Jim Leonard staying. And I saw all these Badger fans saying, this is great. It's a great situation. It's good to have him on board. It's good to have that guy stay. And he knows the system. He's a Badger, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it, you know, obviously comes out that, oh, by the way, no, 
it's not decided as to whether or not he's going to stay. So it created a lot of consternation over the weekend uh, in regards to Jim Leonard. However, the guarantee rate bowl, Luke Fickle's going to coach it. I saw Luke Fickle. Did you see Luke Fickle do the uh, the live in his car? The press conference, yes. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it just... I'm like, press conferences are usually like behind a microphone or a podium, and he's doing it in his car, which oh. is good. I mean, he's hitting the ground running, I guess, but he's doing it in his car. And then he just, you know, he talked about it, didn't know what he was going to be coaching, didn't know what he was going to be doing, whether it's coaching punters, whether it's coaching fullbacks, what you know, just but wants to be there, obviously, you know, part of all of this. I just thought, this is weird, but it's cool. That that's that was my thought. It was this guy's on the move, man? I don't know what he's got going on. I'm sure he's really busy trying to put his arms around everything. But it's weird, but it's cool that you get to uh, to talk to the head coach while he's cruising around in his car. There's no, always going to be a Karen out there that goes, "You shouldn't be doing this while you're driving. Keep your eyes on the road." You shut up. But it, it, it was in the passenger cool. seat. Yeah, he was in the passenger seat, but it was cool. Yeah, college coaches don't really have time to get in front of a podium normally especially now. Uh, I don't know if, if you are on college football Twitter at all, but the transfer portal has just gone absolutely crazy today. Today's mm-hmm, the day right. it opened. There are like thousands of names that have entered. So he doesn't have time to do all that. He, he has a lot on his plate. But yeah, he, he will be the head coach of the bowl game, which is interesting. First of all, the bowl game's a Tuesday night at 8.15 p.m., which stinks. It's going to end at like 1 a.m. But uh, it's it's a rare situation to have a new coach come in and be the head coach for the bowl game. Usually you see the interim do that, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's coaching the bowl game with all of the staff that was here all season. And the guys he brings in aren't going to come in until after the game. It, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, did you like it? Did you like the fact that he is going to coach it, that he does want to wrap his arms around it, that he, he does a, a press conference from his car? I mean, yeah. I, I'm more encouraged by the fact they're playing in a bowl game. Because Fickle comes in, he he has so much to do, and it starts with recruiting the own roster. Like he has to try to make sure that all the big time players, and really all the players, stay. Because the more guys he loses, the harder it is to build instantly a team for next season. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have a bowl game, he's able to be at practice every day, he's able to get a feel for everybody. I think it's very positive. And it's also positive for the players where they get to see what he's like instead of it being somewhat of a blind date and they're just right. throwing a dart at the wall to see if they like it. So I yeah. I, I think good, th- interesting things are happening for sure. Uh, so I liked it. Uh, I liked, uh, you know, the the way he kind uh, of addressed things. So uh, then you've got Graham Mertz. I am grateful for my time as a Badger. My time in Madison has taught me lessons uh, that go far beyond the football field. I want to thank Coach Chris, Coach Ingram, Coach uh, Keller Chris, uh, our strength staff, our training room staff, and everybody that's a part of this program. He did not thank Jim Leonard as the interim head coach. Did you notice that? Yes. He thanked all the offensive guys. Yeah, he thanked the offensive guys, but didn't thank interim coach Jim Leonard. Uh, he said he also wanted to express his gratitude for the great young men. I was able to play alongside my teammates. Uh, we've been through a lot. Kept us going was our love for each other, and that is one thing that can never be broken. I've decided that I will be entering the transfer portal in the pursuit of my next opportunity. I'll be entering with two years of eligibility. Letting everybody know, two years of eligibility. Come and get me, people. Come and get me. I was once a big-time guy. 
and I have toiled away in anonymity here in Wisconsin for whatever reason. So we'll see who ends up grabbing Graham Mertz. But Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz on his way out the door. There you go. I think he's going to have a very big 2023 for the record. I was just going to ask, now what happens if he goes off and plays really well? I think he will because he's going to transfer somewhere with a somewhat a, a non-inept off. Like he's going to find a productive offense and a productive mm-hmm. team. And we've seen what he is when the weather's not terrible around players that can play. Like he can play. He's not as bad as everyone makes it him out to be. But he's also obviously not what the team needed to win a lot of games and couldn't make some big plays when the team needed it. So I, I don't know I, if he goes to a place like Kentucky I, places in the sec, big 12 that can surround him with talent. I, I think he can have a big year. He is always one mistake away from throwing a game away because he does play well. He gives you that look and then he does something that just makes you go, what the hell are you looking at? That That's the only that Graham Mertz is not a bad quarterback. He needs time. He's not a big time scrambler. He's not a big time. Um, you know, he, he does he can get rid of the ball rather quickly, but he's a guy that needs that time. He needs that extra half second to go through those progressions and reads. But there are times where he will make a throw inexplicably and he either doesn't see where the defender is or he doesn't care and thinks that his gun is better than his mind or equal to what his mind believes he can be, but he will always make one throw that makes you go, what the hell? And that's been his downfall. That's been his downfall at Wisconsin. So maybe he does. Maybe he finds a a quarterback whisperer so to speak, that is able to give him the guidance he needs. And maybe he goes on for the next two years and becomes better somewhere else. I don't know, but nevertheless. Bill, um, I will say that I am yeah, go ahead. I am all the way deep into film of the lower levels of the Sun Belt, trying to find Wisconsin's next quarterback. <laughs> I have I have some names. If if we ever want to throw names at the wall that I can go clip it when it happens. Okay. I, I have names. I have a spreadsheet. Okay. Um, the, let, let me ask you this is next year's starting quarterback on the roster now. No way. Uh, zero chance. Really? Well, they only have two quarterbacks on the roster and one's a, chase Wolf is a senior and right. Burkett's a red shirt freshman. And I would be, I would be floored if Luke fickle comes into a situation where there's one more year of the West and maybe he has a team that he could build through the portal and whoever stays, I would be floored if he went with a red shirt. I, I guess it'll be sophomore to start under center. I He's got to go with someone experienced. Okay. I would say how good is your freshman? Cause then at least you get to hang on to him for a few years and watch him progress through the system. So by the time you actually get your guys in, in the second or third year, your quarterback has then become really one with the system and has grown rather than making another change here in a year or two. You know what I mean? Yes, I don't think it, it I don't think he's a transcendental talent necessarily. And Graham Mertz kind of showed I, I, us I don't know. I just know that coming out of Franklin, I mean the and I'd only seen him play a couple of times, but I just know that the 
um, in this in this area in which I live is not far from Frank. I just know that there's a lot of people here that believe he's a real deal. Yeah, I think he and definitely people that, can people be. That, people that follow high school football said, oh, no, this guy's first time coming out of Wisconsin in a while that you've had this level of quarterback play that you can say this guy could lead the Badgers uh, to bigger and better things. And so I, I just – I have always been of the ilk, and I never understood this because you because Luke Fickle's not coming in with a predetermined quarterback. He's not coming in with a Graham Mertz to make a loyalty decision on or anything like that. He's coming in with a completely open slate. And if this guy's got any ilk at all, wouldn't you rather grow him in your system than just go out and get a rental for the next year or two? In today's world of college football, not really. No, yeah. I also think that Graham Mertz showed us the perils of having to start a quarterback before he's ready, where he had to start as a redshirt freshman during COVID, and I think he was negatively impacted by that experience in a somewhat broken offense. I also think that he didn't have a great offensive line. They didn't put a lot around him, and I'm not negating anybody. I'm not downplaying anybody. But he just didn't have dynamic talent when it came to dynamic you know, uh, wideouts and such. And I'll be perfectly honest, I don't think it was the best coaching staff around him. Oh, I think it's very clear that it was not close to a good coaching staff around him. Yeah. Given yeah, I, all I the changes the that are staff. being made. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't, I think he was put in a bad situation. Do I think he's a great court? I think Graham Mertz was overrated. I, I, now he may go prove me wrong, but I think Graham Mertz was just overrated. Came in with a lot of expectations, certainly looked like it in game one. And we're like, wow. And after that, right down the crapper. Very much hit or miss. You said it yourself. You'll have one good game, and then another game, you'll go, "What the hell was that? That was that was awful." Uh, you know. And to me, it all started in the trenches. The the big offensive lineman, the three hundred twenty pound offensive lineman that they've been producing year after year after year after year after year. They haven't either got or haven't gotten the the cream of the crop. They haven't been able to build that offensive line inside out, and it is it is certainly shown over the last few years. No doubt about it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, hit us up. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back, got a lot more to get to. Uh, I still, we still want to talk a little Brewers baseball, that's coming up as well, but at least now we found out why Ben wanted to beat up Santa, talked a little Badger, Badgers get a win over the weekend as well when it came to the uh, in-state rivalry between them and Marquette in a very loud environment at the Pfizer Forum on a nationally televised game, which I got a chance to watch a little bit of sitting at the bar uh, down in Chicago, which was good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. Harley lover in your life, whether it's gift cards, all the way up to motor clothes, parts, accessories, cool things for the bike, whatever it is, they got it. They're doing all kinds of specialty stuff every weekend, leading all the way up to Christmas as well. Get your gift on for any Harley lover in your life. Go to WISHD.com. But better yet, get your ass to Oconomowoc just south on Highway 67 out there in uh, Oconomowoc right off of 94. You can't miss it. It's right behind the Dockhound Stadium. Stop in. Look at the selection of bikes, motor clothes, shirts, knickknacks for Christmas, knickknacks for the house, uh, outdoor gear, indoor gear, whatever it is you need, they got it. Go to WISHD.com or just stop in and tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.